Hey guys, this is Mo Sider from the Detroit Red Wings. You guys listen to Lockdown Red Wings. You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Locked On Red Wings podcast. Today is Thursday, September 16th, 2021. And today's episode is brought to you by the Top 50 Players List. I mentioned it last week. We finished it out at the Lockdown NHL Podcast. Who are this season's Top 50 NHL players? Well, you can go to Lockdown NHL to find out. Joe DiBiase, Mike DiStefano, and Rachel Donner reveal the Top 50 players as voted on by our local experts across the Lockdown NHL Network of Podcasts. Subscribe to the Lockdown NHL Podcast on YouTube and turn your notifications on so that you never miss an episode. What's going on, guys? I got Scotty Bentley, Adam Denker from Lockdown Lightning with me. We're doing another uh, interdivision preview. Now, the Lightning, unlike the Senators, who was our last interdivision preview, we played in the same uh, division last year. We covered teams who played in the same division. The Red Wings and Lightning saw each other a lot. The Red Wings were the bane of the Lightning's existence. Um, coming off two pretty good seasons over there. Uh, what's what's the mood like in, in Lightning? Decent. Decent. Uh What's I mean, I get, welcome I, to the show. Also, ah, uh, thanks, Alan. Thanks, great, great, great introduction. There. It was terrible. Um, Sorry. We'll, we'll work <laughs> um, no, it's been a good couple of seasons. Um, a lot of Lightning fans are flying high. I still think that there's work to be done and things that could, you know, be better with this season. But call me selfish. Uh, yeah, we got a lot of good uh, players coming in and. In the offseason, unfortunately, we lost a, a couple of good players due to the expansion draft and the salary cap, but uh, roster's looking good. But it's, I mean, you know better than anyone, guys, that, you know, as, as soon as the skates hit the ice, that's when it really counts. It doesn't really matter when, you know, we get the big names. But, uh, yeah, guys are feeling optimistic. I just had Corey Perry on the show. He's uh, he's pumped and ready to go. Hell yeah. So, uh, yeah. Um, how you guys look fantastic. I mean, last time I was on this show, Nolan, we, we spoke about the Steve, Stevie Y, uh, uh, formula that he, that he's doing. And, and so far so good. And Delkovich, I, I told you that they were going to make a move for a goaltender sooner or later. And, uh, I think it's a pretty good start. It's a, uh, it, it was a fantastic acquisition. Now we actually have to pivot real quick because I think I would be remiss for our Red Wings listeners. If I didn't mention that the Red Wings got a new helmet sponsor today, Meyer. Uh, I saw a pretty good reply in the announcement. It, uh, I can't remember who it was, um, I, which I feel bad. I'm actually going to try and go find it right now. Uh, but they said, like, fixed it for you, and they just put an S on the end. Um, and I thought that was pretty funny. But there was a commercial with Tyler Bertuzzi checking out at Meyer, and uh, they were like, he, uh, he, he, they scanned his helmet, and then they gave it back to him. And he's like, oh, no, thanks. I, you don't have to bag that. I'm going to wear it out. And he just like put it on, and he left, and it was pretty funny. So uh, I just wanted to mention that for all the, the Red Wings listeners out there. The, uh, <laughs> I, think, I think the uh, the most ridiculous part of the whole thing was they did – it's it's Wednesday. We're recording this on Wednesday. So they do wallpaper Wednesday and wallpaper Wednesday was just the helmets with the Meyer logo. And I'm like, who, like, who the heck, what fan is walking around Metro Detroit or Detroit with 
with, with their phone background being a, a Meyer helmet. Like that's that's absolutely ridiculous. But yes, we did get a new sponsor. It was the uh, the Red Wings rant podcast. You said that by the way. Go check them out at Bod Hockey. Uh, Adam Decker. Sorry, we had to we had to di- divert the uh, podcast okay. there for just a second. You mentioned that you don't really know what to expect out of this Lightning team. You can be as confident as you want, but you're coming off two Stanley Cups. I don't see how this team takes a dramatic step backwards. Like, I don't see this being a situation where the Lightning are are looking halfway through the season and they're going, holy crap, are we going to make the playoffs this year? Like, I don't – there are teams who have been like that in the past. I just don't see the Lightning being one of them. What is your realistic expectation for what to expect from the Lightning this season? Realistically, I'm expecting a Eastern Conference Finals appearance. That's really what the bar is set at. Uh, This team has proven time and time again, whether it's through injuries or just not having the right personnel, that, you know, they're expected to step up. Uh, And John Cooper has really made that apparent. Um, I had Ross Colton on a couple of weeks ago, and he said, really, you know, even though they have a good cast of guys, what it really comes down to, it's John Cooper's world and everybody's just living in it. And he, he's really done a good job of prepping this team. And, and I think that's what is going to be a huge part of it this year. I think that with COVID, it's been difficult for obviously everybody in the league, not just the Lightning. But now that things are getting back to normal, now that the divisions are back to normal somewhat, uh, I mean, like you stated before, you know, Red Wings Lightning isn't going to be anything new um, for these two teams. But having a normal schedule where you get to go to the West coast and you don't have to play the same teams 8,000 times throughout the season. I think it's going to be a relief for these guys um, and to have some sort of normalcy as well. So I think you're going to see, you know, I think the one thing that really troubled this team last year, and I don't know about the Red Wings, but with the lightning, you could see they were uptight a little bit too much last year. Uh, they, they, it took them a little bit to, to kind of get settled into things. Um really only got their groove and got, you know, into the, the, the groove of things last year uh, down the stretch throughout the season. It was just kind of a little bumpy ride here and there, but really only when we played you guys, I mean, that was just, I'm so happy that, you know, the lightning don't have to play the red wings 82 times this year, or we might not make the playoffs just because it's, (laughs) it's wild when you watch these games. I, I think one of the most, I, I still say it on my show that, Probably one of the most embarrassing moments last year was when the Red Wings uh, beat the Lightning like 5-1 and Christopher Gibson was the goaltender um, in that on NBC with Kenny Albert on the broadcast. So it, that, With Adam, Adam Ernie had a... The Adam Ernie. Yeah, Adam yeah, Ernie. Baby. Yeah, so yeah, I'm glad that we don't have to play that many times this year. Uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm glad about that as well, but yeah, I, I think that they're going to contend for a third cup. I don't know how realistic it is going to be just because these guys have played in two cups in a row and, um, they're going to be worn down with COVID. So, uh, we're just gonna have to wait and see how their bodies react, uh, over the course of the season. Uh, Scotty, before you get to your next question, let's talk to the folks about betonline.ag. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. We're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron. His teams are on, uh, are back on to start another football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season with a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests. BetOnline.ag continues 
to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive a 50 or to receive a 100% welcome bonus. Holy crap, that screws me up every single time. I can't believe they're giving away so much free money. That's right. Double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use the promo code NFL100. NFL100 for that 100% welcome bonus from basketball, football, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season at Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Also, got to talk to the folks today about Direct TV. Does this sound familiar? Got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you got your neighbor's best friends logging for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally, finally, Get all your TV together. The, fra- uh, the market is fragmented, folks. You got, a, you know, 50 different subscriptions. It's terrible. Just sign up for DirecTV Stream, and it brings all your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite shows, movies, and uh, sports all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there is no annual contract, so get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your direct. TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Here comes Rasmussen. Third period underway. Circles in at in front. Scores! Adam Ernie! He's got his team leading 11th goal, and the Red Wings have the lead in the game, one to nothing. All right, folks. Segment two here at the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Noel Bianchi, Scotty Bentley, Adam Danker. Scotty, why don't you... Uh, Hand off a question to our friend Adam Denker here. So my first thing is a statement. Uh, you said it like in the intro that you like you, I don't know, felt selfish about wanting a third cup. That's like one of my biggest pet peeves of fan bases is when they're like, oh, just because you've won the last two, like you can't want to win another one. That's ridiculous. Keep keep your head up. Demand the third. It's it's ridiculous to me that people go, oh, we're, we're we've been horrible for so long. You You shouldn't want to. Like, like it's re- look at your standards are so high. Yeah, because they've won back to back cops. Hold on. Me, can I me. can I interject here real quick? Because I, I wanted to comment sure. on this and I didn't. You the that that wasn't what threw me off. The thing that threw me off, you almost didn't even acknowledge that the second Stanley Cup was won. I'm like, you know, two pretty good se- you're, I'm like two pretty good seasons. You're like, yeah, but you know, October 14th, all that goes away. And I'm it's true. That's no, being a sports fan. That's be, <laughs> you, you win a ring and then the next season starts. That's why it's ridiculous that well, people and, are like, and, oh, like, yeah, yeah. Right, well, let, let me, let me, let me, clar- let me clarify <laughs> my statement. So <laughs> what I meant by that was I was, I didn't necessarily feel guilty about wanting to win a third. I more so want to finish at the top of the league. I want to win a president trophy and win the cup this year sure. not just so the third because i love I it because like, i feel like yeah the lightning had a good season last year all things considered but i when i don't know if you guys remember uh nolan but when we did the the prediction show i i fully expected and i think you were along the same lines i fully expected the lightning to run away with this division that clearly did not happen uh now this year it's going to be a little bit more difficult um you know, you don't know what you're going to get out of Boston if they still have a little left in the tank. They kind of have some, you know, their their core guys are kind of running out of gas there. Uh, you have no idea what Ottawa is going to do this year. You don't know if they're going to step up or kind of just wait. Um, but I, I fully expect the Lightning to win this division. I don't think I don't look at Toronto as a threat. 
um you know they they they're kind of just still all dis- i look at toronto as a discombobulated franchise right now they they're they're they have so much drama going around with them could, especially- this is the most could not be i love it ass ass comparison ever and i'm i love <laughs> continue on my friend so yeah so i, I i'm more for the- <laughs> i'm more so i i look at this team and the players and the personnel is very good for for what have could have been brought in with the cap but for me, I wish the Lightning would have been able to pull off something crazy because in my my little back of my head, I was I was trying to figure out the numbers as to how the Lightning could figure out a deal for Jack Eichel. See, that would have been my Christmas come early uh, idea. But of course, that's not going to happen anytime soon. Um, but yeah, that's what I'm looking for. I was looking for the Lightning to bring in another superstar as well as end up winning the Presence Trophy and then repeating as champs. So as a whole, let's get into the offseason then. Like, obviously, you talked about earlier, you had the, the uh, expansion draft was for, for – you have the disadvantage of having such a good roster that you're pretty much guaranteed to lose a much better player than, say, the Red Wings or, or a, another kind of team towards the bottom there. Uh, and then just like free agency as a whole, how, how did you feel about – your uh, your offseason and holes plugged, et cetera. I thought they did a very good job with in terms of plugging in holes in the lower lower lines. I said last year going into last season that it's time to play the young guys because, frankly, you know, the cap isn't going to go up anytime soon. Uh, you got a bunch of young talent waiting in Syracuse and waiting on the bench. So you might as well play them now. Uh, and that's what John Cooper did. And now this year with Blake Coleman gone, Yanni Gordon, Seattle, um, you know, Tyler Johnson gone as well. Uh, you're, you're having young guys like Ross Colton. He's going to get moved up to the third line after playing on the fourth line last year. Uh, you bring in Corey Perry, you bring in Bellamare, who uh, two grizzled veterans who are going to be able to, to pair up with Pat Maroon on that fourth line. Um, I think, like I said before, I think they did a very good job for what was available, what, what moves were available to be made. And um, I still expect them eventually to, to make some more moves. They did bring in back uh, Zach Bogosian, who was on that first cup team. Uh, I was actually surprised by that, considering how much money he got from Toronto in, in that one year contract. I thought he was going to try and bump up his salary a little bit more, but uh, glad to see he was able to come back to Tampa. And, you know, it, it's always easier to bring in a guy who's familiar with the team than someone who who really, you know, hasn't played with these guys a whole ton. But, you know, Corey Perry has also played with Pat Maroon back in Anaheim. So there's that connection there as well. So you have guys that are familiar with each other. You have some guys like that are not familiar with each other as well. But you know what? Like I stated before, you have a great coach in John Cooper and you have veterans who are going to help out here and there. And um, you know, I would have to give this offseason an A, all things considered. Uh, except for the part that, you know, you, you let Mary and Gabrick walk out the door. But, you know, that's that's I, I don't know how we could afford to let Anders Nielsen sit all year. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. Um, shoot, what was my next question gonna be? Oh, your uh your breakout candidate for 2021. Is there a guy you mentioned all the young guys kind of coming into the bottom of the lineup? Is there one that you think Hey, you know, it doesn't have to be a rookie of the year candidate because it's it's kind of hard to stand out on yeah. you know better teams when you're not getting as much ice time. They're trying to win. That's at the forefront. But is there a guy who really should be on a lot of people's radars in your mind, uh, particularly? 
I would just have to say, look at that third line that John Cooper is going to put out. It's going to be Ross Colton, Matthew Joseph, possibly Andre Bearboulet. Not entirely sure yet. Uh, we'll have to wait and see till training camp is for sure uh, where he's going to move things around. But especially Andre Bearboulet, he's been in the system for a couple of years now. He got brought up last year, uh, has potential to be a 30 goal guy every year. Um, just super fast, really has a knack for putting the puck in the back of the net. And I also, same thing with Ross Colton. Uh, I mean, you know, I expect him to take a big step after scoring the game winning goal in game five last year. And uh, guys like that, they, once they get, once they experience it once they're, they're going to keep that hunger and remember what it feels like. So, and I think that's really the thing that's been advantageous to, to all these playoff runs is having the young guys experience it early on instead of when they're kind of in the prime of their career. So I think that's that third line with Joseph bear Boulay and Colton is definitely going to be one. You should definitely watch out for. Uh, go ahead, Scotty. So um, with all of these young guys coming up and like, we kind of talked about Boston a, a little bit ago and how they're they're that core is kind of running on fumes a little bit. This seems a lot more like a, like a machine that could have some, very legitimate sustainability for many years because they have that that good balance of like the veteran core uh, that kind of built up and then now like a young influx on the bottom lines too is that something that like going forward you could see kind of like them not this year by any means but a couple of years down the road like a a a shift in this current young talent then becomes the top and switch or whatever and I, I guess really just your outlook on the sustainability of the team for the next, whatever, three to five years, even. Well, you know, that's something that I've kind of been prepping my listeners about is that in the next two to three years, there's going to be a major move that's, that's going to have to be made. Uh, these guys aren't going to stay around forever. Uh, most notably Steven Stamkos, he's going to be 31 this year. He's, I mean, we're all familiar with the injuries that he's had over the last three, four years. Um, but when he's on the ice, he's absolutely fantastic. The issue is, is that, you know, he can't stay on the ice for 82 games a year. That's just the reality of the situation. That's nothing against him. That's nothing against his playing ability. Um, and the lightning are going to have to free up some cap space. Eventually they're going to have to lock up Ross Colton. Eventually they're going to have to, they're going to have to lock up some of these young guys that have been super reliable for them. Alex Kalorn, whose contract is running out, I believe after this year, the year after, um, other than that, really everybody else is still in their late mid twenties, which is actually a blessing. You know, you have Victor Hedman, who's yet to turn 30. Vasilevsky's yet to turn 30. Vasilevsky's going to be 28 this year. Um, so that's the thing that's working against them, um, is really, you know, draft picks as well. They've, they've traded their first round draft pick every single year at the deadline. Uh, and Thankfully, it's 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 turned into uh, Stanley Cups, but one of these years, it's not going to work out. Unfortunately, I, w- I would like to say that the winning the winning formula is trade your first round draft pick for a gritty guy at the deadline and you win a cup. But <laughs> it's not that easy, guys. It, it kind of <laughs> sounds like it's. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's the other thing. They're they're fourth line bruisers. You know, Corey Perry's thirty six this year. Pat mm-hmm. Maroon's a little. You know, he's he's in his early thirties. Uh, Bellamere is 35. So they're eventually going to have to bolster up that last line and they're going to have to bring in some other physical players uh, over the next couple of years, because 
you know, some of these guys, unless they learn how to play physical, you know, really the ideal candidates are that were here that were playing that, that, that ideal two way are gone. Blake Coleman and Yanni Gord were the two guys that were able to score and, and, you know, really facilitate the puck as well as play physical when you need them to do. But now that those guys are gone, either current, current uh, individuals need to step up and change their game a little bit, or the Lightning are going to have to go out and uh, find some new players to, to fit that mold, which I think is probably going to be the more likely scenario. So in terms of longevity of this uh, success with these current players, I'd probably say another two to three years, and then you might see some more changes being made. The uh, Steven Stamco situation is, is tough. Uh, you got nine more years of Braden Point at 9.5, six more years of Nikita Kucherov at 9.5. Neither of those are an issue, but as you mentioned, the, the, the Stamco's health, the term on his contract, his age, a lot of things going into him kind of being the odd man out of this situation. Does that him being the captain complicate things or do you think that there's kind of an understanding that it's, it just is what it is. You won two cups as our captain and we got to do something. And, and like, like I mentioned, he's just the odd man out. I, that's a good question. It's also a tough question to answer just because, and I think that's why you don't really hear a lot of writers asking uh, any of the lightning front office people that question is because you know, he's had a tough go of it. He's won two cups as their captain. One of them, he wasn't really a big part, but he had one of the more iconic goals in recent memory in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Yep. Uh, I shot one goal. Yeah, which was still insane to think about when you you see the play. That's a fairy tale. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I think that eventually, maybe after this year, if he continues to have issues, um. I think there will be a discussion made. I believe that he will probably be involved in that discussion just because it's the right thing to do. And he's been with this team his entire career and he's done so much and he's a future hall of famer and you don't want to dump and dump him into some market other, other than the fact that he has a no movement clause. Um, I, I think that they're going to want to put him in a good spot and somewhere where he wants to be as to where that is. I couldn't, I, I have no idea. Maybe it'll be uh, Detroit. Who knows? You know, maybe maybe that'll be a destination. It's probably a better uh, trade partner than most. But yeah, I, I think that it, the clock is ticking on the Steven Stamkos era in Tampa. As sad as that, some might hear to say that, but really, it's the reality of the situation. I would not be surprised, and we can even pick this up on the other side of this break because we do got to read a, a quick bill bar ad here, but I would not be surprised to see Detroit as a potential destination for Steven Stamkos because, in theory, over these next two years, they should be on the upswing. He, you know, if he has to move on, why not go to, to work with somebody that he's familiar with in Steve Eisman? Yeah. Why not go someplace that he's able to win a cup? But I do think that that contract is going to become possibly an issue later on because, if you're Steve Eisenman or any GM at the deadline and, you know, Steven Stamkos is a valuable player, but you know that you can't maybe depend on him the way that you would like to, to depend on a guy that makes eight and a half million dollars that you're trading for what the lightning will be able to get in return, what other teams will be willing to give up to get Steven Stamkos on their roster for the playoffs, whether it be as a rental or with a year or two left on the deal. So um, I don't know. I, I think that's something that is very interesting and honestly a conversation that is worth having, uh, here at Lockdown Red Wings, because I do think that it makes a lot of sense for various reasons. But 
we got to get more lightning stuff into this episode. And I got to talk to you guys about Built Bar. Let's celebrate the freedom of choice, folks. Did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors that I can't even count them all on one hand? Adam, what are you eating right now? I know you're a big Built Bar guy. You were actually texting me last week. You were like, I don't know how I'm going to make it to this workout. And I was like, dude, are you kidding? Eat a Built Bar. Now, which flavor did you go with and how did it make you feel? I went with the cookies and cream. You know, that's my go-to with anything. A plus. Yeah. Uh, and, and it got me not only through my workout, but the rest of the day. So uh, no kidding. Yeah. So, you know, these things are 100% certified great built bar uh protein bar so yeah definitely there if you're if you're eating anything else you're setting yourself up for failure and they and they taste like a candy bar so like a big big thing for me is that you know when i'm trying to eat healthy it's a real big struggle and so i'm looking to cut corners any way i can this feels like cutting corners because it tastes so good but it isn't let's check out some of these macros 17 to 18 grams of protein calories ranging from 130 to 180 that's practically nothing only four to five grams of sugar and only four to five grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. And it's the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Isn't that neat? If you start eating Built Bars, you can become a U.S. Olympian. Go to Built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off of your order. That's promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, for 15% off at Built.com. Angles it out, looking for Maroon. It deflects instead to Stevens. Two on one. Stevens shoot. Saved by Price. Rebound. They score! Mitchell Stevens, his first goal of the NHL. The Lightning. All of a sudden, lead three to two. All right, segment three here at the Lockdown Red Wings podcast, a proud member of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Go follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Red Wings. You can check Adam. Uh, and his podcast out. I, I, you change your Twitter handle every now and then, so I can't remember yeah, what, I gotta what keep it is. It used to be Danky toes. Dank, yeah. But uh, what is it now? It, it actually still is Danky Dank. I just replaced. So it's D E N K Y D eight N K. So you know, gotta that's, change. That's not difficult to find at all for for a person <laughs> working in media. That's brilliant. I love it. Um, and then the the lightning page at L O underscore lightning. Yes. Perfect. Uh, I used to have to type that one all the time when I was the, uh, the social media coordinator over there. Uh, Scotty, did you have anything that you wanted to, to get to um, on the Lightning? I don't, I don't think any more on the Lightning. My next one was just like Division Outlook as a whole, but that can be, we can do that later. So, or now, uh, <laughs> whatever. Final segment, and you mentioned Boston as uh, a team who kind of is fledgling. I don't get to use that word a lot, so I'm going to use it. Here. Great word choice, um, great vocabulary there. Thank you, sir. Great, they great. did add Felino, and they did re-sign Taylor Hall. So that could be interesting too, because I, I'm with you, Adam. And I and to be truthful, I think I want the Bruins to to fall off more than I actually think they're going to fall off. And we had this conversation last week with Lockdown Senators. I think the division is going to make things a little bit interesting because I think this is going to be a five-team race in this division. Like I, I wouldn't be surprised at all to see five playoff teams come out of the Atlantic. But uh, in terms of Boston specifically, I think they could be a little bit interesting. And if we have like been proven anything by Boston sports teams, it's to not count on the rebuild happening until it actually happens. Yeah. I, I think that the one, the one question mark with this team right now is how, how effective is Tuka Rask going to be coming into this year? Uh, how, how are they going to be able to, to, to fill in that gap that David Krejci left 
now that he's he's gone. Um, is posture not going to be 100%? Uh, so actually there are a little bit more than just one, uh, question mark with this team. And then just for the division itself. And I, I kind of want to get your opinion from both of you is, um, how much of a factor are, are you looking at the Panthers to be in this division? Cause I feel like they are a very talented team. Um, but we always see this in the NHL is our teams that are kind of in the middle of breaking out, are they, are they going to be able to, to repeat that? that success or was that just a product of the schedule from last year? I would say that the Panthers are for real because I think what they've done is they've built something kind of sustainably and over time. And, and it's not something that you're like, Whoa, what the heck is happening here? Like the Canadians, for example, yeah, they're going to take a step backwards next year because it's, it's so hard to replicate, you know, whether regardless of where they finish in the standings to close the year, because you could make an argument that they were the worst team to get into the playoffs. Yeah. That's neither here nor there. I think when you just look at the finish and you look at them like going into next season, I think that is, is kind of the team you're talking about now a little bit where you're like, okay, they like, they tried something, they threw it together. It worked for this one magic year. Will it be sustainable going forward? Or are they out of the playoffs next year? Because I do think, that the Panthers along with a team like the Canadians do have that type of volatility where they can kind of do that from season to season. And I think that the market in Florida makes it feel more likely that that's going to happen than it actually is, because we've seen that so many times over the years with the Florida Panthers, where they have this one breakout year, it's like, Holy crap, it feels like 96, blah, blah, blah. And then it's, it's just gone. And, and that just, it's hard to kind of sustain momentum for organizations that that aren't haven't figured it out yet and I, I like to draw a lot of comparisons to the lions because they are the most maybe the most inept franchise in all of sports and when you look at what they did in those years where stafford and calvin johnson were there where they would go to the playoffs and then they would go four and twelve and then they would you know go seven and nine be back on the upswing go eleven and five losing the first round and then go back to three and fifty you know like that and so I think that that previously was how the Florida Panthers were, but I kind of see them continuing this, this trend and, and being a very good team next season. I think it's going to be the lightning, the Panthers and the Leafs finishing in the top three of this division. Yeah. I, uh, I, I think mm, I, I might still have Boston ahead of them, but like in the same, like, I do think they're, they're, they're legit and they're going to be a top four team. The, the interesting thing to me is that um, every sing, everybody that we're bringing in is all asking the same question about the Panthers. We, we had that with, uh, with Locked On Sense, too. Uh, kind of had shared a, same, a similar sentiment where it was like, I don't know, like the Panthers are, are kind of just this weird question mark team. So I, I just find it interesting that everyone seems to be uh, everyone seems to be kind of putting question mark around the same organization going into the year. Yeah, it's one of those things where I, I I think that they need it. I think they need Alex Barkov to really kind of just have like an MVP type season for them to kind of like have shut down the whole discussion. I think what it that's what it's really going to come down to because Barkov is a great player. We all see it. I think he's one of the most underrated players and unappreciated players in the league, but he hasn't achieved superstar status yet. And I think that if there was ever a time for him to get to that, it would be this season. Cause then 
you know, now you're talking about a real serious playoff push. There's, there's no, none of the doubters could say, well, you know, the way the season structures now we're having a old regular old fashioned 82 game season. Everyone's playing everybody. Um, and if the Panthers can, can put up, I will be the first one to come out and say that they are a good team. They, they are going to be a dangerous team. Um, but yeah, that's going to be the test. Can they, can they be successful on the East coast and then go on a West coast trip and, and do take care of business? Is that, is that something that they're going to be able to do consistently? And I think that's what it comes down to. And I think that's where maybe the Bruins have the edge because they have the veteran leadership there. Um, for the Red Wings though, I'm curious just for like my listeners, what are your expectations out of this team? Are you, are you looking to be bottom dwellers? Or are you kind of looking to improve slightly or are we talking like cup finals? My official like prediction slash, I don't know if hope is the right word, but my, like what I feel like would be the ideal season for them is they are within five games of the last wild card spot at the playoffs. And then they finish with the sixth to fifth or fourth best odds in the lottery. Like, I don't want them to be bad all year. I think it should be a thing where, you know, they look scrappy. Hey, the, the Red Wings might be good this year. No, they're not. But, you know, they, they showed signs that they might be, and they showed signs that next year they probably will be. And I really think that um, another year in, in the tank is not good for them. Like, I, I think at a certain point, there's a diminishing return and continuing to try and shoot for the tank. And while I don't think they, that they're going to, you know, ruin any future endeavors to make the playoffs this season, I do think that if they're in the playoff hunt, that will be pleasing to them. The yeah, playoffs. no, I, I, I share a, a similar sentiment. I, I don't think, I think the days of, of, uh, of bottom four bottom five team are probably I, I behind us. Uh, but, but I, I mean, we're still very much a, a, a season to two seasons away from, from making a real playoff push at the same time. I think the biggest thing, I'm not sure win loss is going to be cared about too much within the organization or the fan base. I think it's just going to be how we're going to see a lot a big youth movement. And I think it's more people are just going to care about how good the kids look more than more than a win-loss record or anything. Yeah, I think that's the important thing. I think you don't want to have too much losing, especially with you're trying to build talent and, and trying to really uh, get guys going. Um, yeah, and I agree. I, I think just from the outside looking in, I think that um, if you as long as you guys are are can compete. Cause we, we all know you, you're going to give the lightning a tough time this year. I mean, I'm already, I'm already, uh, <laughs> I'm already, I'm already ordering the Tums for those games. But I, I, I think that if you guys could bring in that same energy on a nightly basis, win or lose, I, I think that's a, a good step in the right direction, regardless. You know what? I like the, uh, the positive energy, Adam, as we, uh, as we wrap up this episode, any final bold predictions for you, whether it be about the lightning, the Atlantic division, the NHL at large, uh, that you would like to get off your chest and, and maybe expose it to a, to a wider audience? I think that this is the year. I think this is the year that Andre Vasilevsky breaks the single season uh, win record for goaltenders. Wow. Love it. I would yeah. not be surprised. And you know what's funny about this? So you touched on that game, that Sunday night game. The, the reason that the Red Wings were the Lightning's Achilles heel this year is because every time those two teams played – 
the Lightning uh, ran a um, fan goaltender night promotion. And, and that was the only reason that those happened because Curtis McElhaney was, I can't even describe the awfulness that he was when the Red Wings beat the Lightning for the first time this year. And then it kind of seemed like that was like the, the off day for the Lightning was like, okay, second half of the, the Red Wings series, we're just going to kind of chill. And honestly, it was great for us. It made us feel real good, but we, we, we all knew what was happening there. Yeah. I mean, it, <laughs> this year, you know, it wasn't like the, it wasn't like 2020 where you could run out Curtis McElhinney and, and be confident that you had a very good chance to win that night. And I really, that you, I don't like to make excuses for guys, but really McElhinney is the kind of guy where he needs to play a lot more than 20 games um or even that just because of the way the season was and you know he never was really able to get things going and and that's what it really came down to and just practice he's one of those guys that needs to practice and coach coach john cooper was having a lot of optional practices this year and really he tried to save his goaltenders um a lot of time and so yeah i i mean i don't think i think Vazzy's played one game against detroit this year if i'm not mistaken um, other than that, really, what it came down to was McElhinney and Christopher Gibson, who really hasn't had much time in the NHL, if at all, coming into the season. So, yeah, that was the thing that was really upsetting. And then just, you know, you guys just I don't know what it was. I, I it wasn't even that it, it was it was you guys played so tough against us this year. That was the thing that it you just yeah, bottlenecked yeah. us. That's what it really, really came down to is that I, I think you also caught us when Stamkos just got hurt, too. Um, so that was the other thing. And, and, and point was sneakily racking up points without every, anyone even realizing it. So, um, but yeah, hopefully they change the script. Hopefully, uh, the lightning don't, you know, play down to their competition. Cause that's the other thing, the lightning last couple of years play down to the competition that they play against. Um, they'll, they'll go in, play a fantastic game against a top tier team and then go into Detroit and, it, it's mystifying as to how the game is even close. <laughs> All right, sir. Well, we will see you in exactly one month's time. Well, I guess like, you know, a day minus or a month minus two days uh, on October 14th for the season opener, Detroit Red Wings, Tampa Bay Lightning at Little Seas Arena in Detroit. Uh, and we could talk, we could talk before that game too, Adam. It was a pleasure joining us today. Thank Ooh. you for, uh, for having us. It's always good to have you on and, and chat it up a little bit. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Uh, always great talking with you guys. Uh, thank you know, good to meet you for the first time, Scotty. Uh, so so uh, it's yeah. it's been cool to see the evolution of uh, Lightning fan Adam Denker because I think the first time we talked was during the Stanley Cup Final in 2020, and you were like, "I would literally give anything for this one Stanley Cup win." And then you come in <laughs> like this was the perfect opening to this episode where you come in and you're like. I, we're not even talking about the second cup. We're talking. About <laughs> I, I think my appearance has also gotten a lot better. I think back in those days, I was just showing up in a sweatshirt. Like I just woke up after crying, <laughs> and, but now I'm a little bit more cleaned up and professional, especially when we talk about this. Uh, so yeah. Um, that, maybe next time I come on, I'll, I'll wear a suit. There we go. There we go. we right. just get more and more formal every time you come. <laughs> go, go follow him on Twitter at uh, Denky Dank or something. I'll put it in there. I'll put it in there. Yeah, you don't worry about the it. The description. Go follow him on uh, the Lightning at LO underscore Lightning. Keep up with everything you know. need to know about the Red Wings uh, division rival. 
Adam, thank you so much. If you have positive feedback, please tell us in our reviews. If you have negative feedback, please tell me in my DMs. See you back here tomorrow. Same time, same place. It's your team every day. You're locked on Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.